All right, welcome in episode 113 of the Hot Grits Podcast. Uh, I'm Travis Radon. With me, as always, Spencer Maddox. Got a good one for you today. First, Coach's Corner, the number one sports bar in Savannah, our title sponsor. Check them out at www.coaches.net. 3016 East Victory Drive in person or call ahead uh, Monday through Friday lunch specials. Call ahead 912-352-2933. Tell them the Hot Grits Podcast sent you. Tell John Henderson, the owner. That you heard his ad on the Hot Grits podcast, you'll be hooking us up, and they will hook you up at Savannah's number one sports bar. Also, check out the other shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. That's Rubbin' and Grubbin' with Brandon Bain, the NASCAR show, uh, YouTube, Facebook. Check them out there. Uh, same for Carl Demasi's show on Wednesday nights and Saturday mornings. Check that out on Facebook, Coach's Corner, um, as well as on YouTube. And then the Who is on First Base baseball podcast with Carl and Kyle Lawson. So check out all those other shows on the Coach's Corner Sports Network. Go up there, watch the Braves this week. Hopefully the Braves will get back on track, watch the NBA playoffs, and tell them that the Hot Grits podcast sent you. All right, let's get after it. 113th time, Hot Grits podcast. I mean, I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. You might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, cranking heat or something. Yeah. Right in the face. Punch a little baby right in. We'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. Roll out. Come on, You over there. You over there. All right, Spencer, episode 113. Let's do it. Uh, where do you want to start? You want to start at the NFL draft? I think so, dude. So we have NFL draft, Braves, NBA playoffs. That's sort of what we have on the docket for today. So we can start, if you want, uh, with the NFL draft and the Falcon. What would you think, dude? The number eight overall pick, Drake London. All right, so I've, I've literally only – dove into like the Falcons picks like period I, yeah, I love not, the NFL not surprising draft. bro not surprising at all I love the NFL draft because I can like I can like dive into it over the course of months you know what I mean like I can get to know these guys over the course of months I don't have to deep dive you know for 10 hours a day before we record I can just talk about the Falcons and then move on and then find out some other rookies that I like heading into you know fantasy football season you know well, the there's no kick. sense of urgency except for that you're on a weekly sports podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all. That's so, all. Uh, the entire the entire draft. First off, I'm watching <laughs> it on mute because I'm uh, I'm working. You know what I mean? And I got That's people blowing me up, and I'm like, bro, I only have one wish list for the Falcons, and it's don't go defense in the on the first pick. Literally, don't go defense. I don't care if the best player available is is there with eight. Don't go defense. Because by the time the Falcons are good again, that guy's not going to be on their roster anymore. That's a, that's where my head was at. So I was I was just go off as I, like I don't care quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So I, go quarterback, go wide receiver. I mean, obviously don't go running back there, but go skill position if you can, or go O line. And I was first off without knowing anything about Drake London, I'm happy with the pick. But from the tape I've seen, like I thought it was I thought it was a decent pick. You thought otherwise though, right? Yeah, dude. I didn't like I I was never really impressed with Drake London. Like I was cool with the Falcons taking a receiver. And we talked about this on episode 112. Like we talked like you sort of talked me into the receiver route because then I thought you could address like other things, including quarterback, which we also called for a quarterback to be drafted in the third or fourth round. They did that. Yeah. So I was like, cool, and, I, and I'm not like anti-Drake London, I guess. But I just like thought if you were going to go receiver, I certainly didn't want to go with Drake London out of USC. I didn't think he was the best receiver in the draft. I liked Chris Olave from Ohio State better. Uh, he yeah. went to the Saints. It feels like he's going to be great with the Saints. Like It just feels like that's a perfect match. I also like sure. uh, Jamison Williams from Alabama better. And like I know he's hurt. I know he's coming off an injury, but – or I mean like – I don't know if that's why the Falcons didn't draft him. Maybe they like Drake London better, but the thing well, that gets me heard, Go ahead. Well, from what I've heard, Drake London was like at the very, very top of their board, period. Uh, I don't know how I, that's I possible. I think so, yeah. Like, I, I don't know how that's possible, but all good. Well, that's there what they're going to tell you. That's what they're always yeah. going to say. Like, but here's the thing is like, they like the big, you know how like right after a player's drafted, there's like 
what are his strengths and what are his, like things he needs to work on. Yeah. And they're usually pretty good at like being honest about that stuff. But like his strength was catches, like making catches in traffic. Yeah, for I me, saw that as well. He so you know, what that, you know what that tells me is that you, you're never open. Like yeah. you never, that means you never get open. And if you can't get open against Arizona, Oregon, and Utah, what are you going to do against the Ravens and the Steelers? Like, what are you going to do against the NFL? That's true. Uh, but for like, for what it's worth, his other strengths, and I, I read that uh, similar article to that. For his other strengths were like yards after catch, so you can you can throw the underneath route to him. Um, oh yeah, so maybe yak, yak man. Yeah, maybe maybe he's never a big separation guy. Maybe he's not an over the top guy, but. He could be a red zone target, and he could be a possession receiver in like you know the traditional mold. Um, would you have liked it to be the second coming of Julio Jones? Of course. And would I have liked to see more action from the Falcons and maybe trading up a little? Oh, I actually, I don't know. If you're going to go wide receiver, it doesn't make sense to trade up. So, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't terribly unhappy with the pick. I, who knows if these guys are going to pan out? You know what I mean? We're just it's all right. conjecture at this point. But I am happy. Oh, yeah. Do you want to give him a? Do you want to give him a draft grade? Yeah, I draft, yeah. I love draft grades. Hey, <laughs> give it, I'm going to give him a solid. First off, I thought the rest of their draft was awesome. I thought they got really good value uh, just watching it. Like, I was like, hell yeah! Like, I thought every pick they got after that was like pretty good value, including uh, what's his name, Ritter. Yeah, Desmond Ritter, the quarterback out of Cincinnati. They also got um, – and the, their second pick was a defensive end from Penn State, Arnold Beckway, I think is how you pronounce it. And people were pretty yeah. high on that pick. He's a good edge rusher. That was part of the need. I thought the only thing that they didn't really, like, service was the offensive line, which was troublesome because their offensive line was dick last year. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. Um, but maybe they just, like, didn't like where they lined up as far as – certain like valuable offensive linemen up high. They also drafted a white linebacker out of Montana state in the third round, which was, you know, which was interesting. I thought everybody loves a white linebacker, dude, a middle linebacker with the horse collar. You know what I'm talking about? Old school style. Yeah. With like the extra four um, bars in his, uh, in his, uh, <laughs> like on his headgear. Like yeah. I know what you're know? talking about. Yeah. I'm not a football <laughs> guy, but I know what you're talking about. And yeah, so, dude, line that guy, guy right now. It's me. Yeah. He'll get one sack a year, but he's a great locker room presence. I think his last name was Wilson, which it probably had to be. Had to you be. Know? So I Hunter, honestly, Hunter Wilson, I, I did Tom like Wilson. I did like the Falcons draft. I think you can address O line in the same draft that you get a quarterback. Just from like a, a zoomed out team building standpoint, I think you can address O line whenever you get a guy, or like the like the off season before you get a guy. But you gotta get a guy. That you can't have you can't have three seasons of unwatchable football in Atlanta. You gotta you can have one. Like the the fan base will give you one, and then everybody's gonna expect you to go get a guy. So they better get a guy next year. And wow. if they don't so that sort of answers my next question. Uh you don't think Desmond Ritter is that guy. No. I don't know. I mean, like maybe. Maybe I feel like that's a shot in the dark. If you take a quarterback in the third round, like you're not expecting him to be a starter in year one for sure right probably not in year two either unless he just jumps out and surprises the shit out of shit, shit out of everybody whoa big time stutter um no i mean like but if you're gonna draft him there it's like also you could still get like so if you're gonna draft him there instead of getting an offensive tackle then it's yeah. like i don't want to just throw that pick away to a quarterback that you don't even believe in at all you know what well, i mean i mean Backup quarterbacks are incredibly important nowadays. So like, you can't have – Especially when Marcus Mariota is your starter. Like, you yeah. know Desmond Ritter is going to have to play. Yeah. If, if he ends up winning the backup job, like, hopefully he wins the backup job. I, if he doesn't, then that's not a great pick already. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with you there. So, especially, you're right, especially with Mariota. You're, om- you're almost certainly going to play two quarterbacks this year, possibly even three if you're running out of rookie. So I, I, I like the pick, you, you know, if it doesn't work out, then you lost the third round pick in you're probably not going to be good for the next two years anyway. So no harm, no foul in my mind. Um, but again, like backup quarterbacks, long-term backup quarterbacks are important. We had Matt Schaub here forever and uh, he was like one of the better backups in the league behind Vic and then came back and was still a pretty good 
you know, serviceable backup. Oh, he was um, a classic Falcons backup quarterback, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like he was Bobby there. Bobby Petrino years, too? Yeah, Eddie Perez of the Falcons, you know what I mean? Dude, Eddie Perez is the worst. You hated, hated Eddie Perez. I that's hated because, Eddie Perez. That's because you loved Javi Lopez. Yeah, he's the greatest catcher of all time. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, I like the Falcons draft. Yeah, I give them. Uh, I gotta give them a grade. The people come for the grades, Spencer. Uh, B minus. It's a B minus draft, is what it is. It's a B minus what draft. Ba- what do you base that on? What are you knocking points off for? I didn't like Drake London, so that's a big weight. Like oh, that's, I liked. That's it, right. Like, you did say that. I liked okay. other guys better at the position that were still available. So that knocks them down to a C plus. They jumped back up to a B minus when they drafted John Fitzpatrick and Justin Schaefer, the two Georgia Bulldogs in the sixth and seventh round. Uh, so they jumped back up to B minus range. That's how they got there. Oh, forgotten talking point, dude. I didn't put it on the doc. Oh, what else is new? What else is new? Yeah, I didn't put anything on the doc. So you I didn't never put it on the have doc. contributed to the doc once. But Dean from Georgia was available for so long, dude. So long. Yeah, Nakobe yeah, Dean Falcons fell had, way down. Oh, yeah. And the Falcons had multiple chances to go out and grab him, and they didn't. Uh, I wanted to hear your take on that. Any insider information that you're hearing on that? <laughs> no. No, I don't have my ear to the ground on that, unfortunately. Okay. But but I did, like, I guess the concern – because, like, if Nakobe Dean drops that far, like, people don't just forget that he's there. Like, something was up. And so the first thing you think about it, the first thing you think about is like, okay, is this Laramie Tunsil gas mask? Like, did something leak on Twitter? Like, is off the field stuff? Do you, do you remember that when Laramie Tunsil dropped because someone someone like hacked his account and tweeted from his account yeah. a picture of him smoking weed out of a gas mask? Do you remember that? So much bullshit for a young kid to lose that many millions of dollars because he was smoking weed, dude. That's so much bullshit. Worked out great for the Dolphins because he fell to them, so I was pumped. So maybe I'm the one that leaked it. And he ended up making millions of dollars anyway, so it's all good. But, I mean. All good, all good. Anyway, so back to my point, though. So when he's dropping like that, something's up, right? And so I was like, well, nothing's off the field. But I guess the issue was something with his pectorals. Like they thought that there was an injury in his physical to the pectorals. But apparently he'll be ready for rookie minicamp this week. So I don't know why he dropped that far, but that was shocking to me. The Dolphins had four picks. We didn't get to draft till the third round. Uh, we drafted Channing Tindall, though, the linebacker from Georgia. That was their first pick. So I was stoked about that. Hell, yeah. And that most of those picks were gone in the uh, – was it the Tyreek Hill trade? Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Dude, Georgia had 15 people drafted. I saw that. That's, How ridiculous that's is that? Most in the common draft era. That, that, that's crazy town, dog. It's just their whole team. That's crazy town. Their whole team got drafted. Everybody's gone. Yeah, that's more people than, than play on the field at one time. Yeah. No, like I, yeah, only, I've done that. You're only allowed 11. You're a math yeah. guy. Yeah. And it's over half their starters. Yeah. What I would assume. So, Including the punter, Jake Camarda. Um, like the third string tight end. Like Fitzpatrick was the third string tight end. Wild, dude. <laughs> he gets drafted in the NFL. Prep Sports Report has been delivering local sports news one way or another for 20 plus years. Where can you find stories and information about the most outstanding student athletes in the Savannah area? PrepSportsReport.com. That's where. Led by our guy Carl Demasi and former area sports reporter Stephen Weeks, the Prep Sports Report is a reimagined website that wants to celebrate young men and women who are setting the high school sports standard in Savannah and surrounding areas. Go check out PrepSportsReport.com today. Go like Prep Sports Report on Facebook and follow them on Twitter at PrepSAV. PrepSportsReport.com, your number one source for local Savannah High School sports news. All right, I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor we have for the Hot Grits podcast. It's Avalu Hemp Shop. Savannah's newest hemp shop at 106 West Gwinnett Street. Open seven days a week. Avalu Hemp is Georgia-grown, Georgia-owned, started in Gainesville. Uh, I know the owners pretty well. 
Henry and Michael and those guys have come down from Gainesville and opened their hemp shop by Forsyth Park. You can find it at 106 West Gwinnett Street, seven days a week at Avalu Savannah on Instagram. That's A-V-A-L-O-O Savannah on Instagram. Avalu has Georgia grown hemp products, including CBD, Delta 8, gummies, edibles, flour, even dog treats. I tried some of those gummies and they are no joke. So check them out, Avalu Hemp Shop, 106 West Gwinnett Street and at Avalu Savannah on Instagram. Uh, if you go, tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you and they will hook it up for you. Avalu Savannah, Savannah's newest hemp shop. Um, other points from the draft though, after all that talk about Mel Kuyper showing up and like- All that talk like, from remember, us. Yeah, last yeah. episode, like yeah. we're hyping up Mel because he would never miss the draft. Todd McShay missed it for some some like COVID reason. You know, I guess he had the pen, or I guess he had COVID and missed the draft entirely. And I said, "Oh, Mel would never do that." And then he's just not there the entire draft, and they don't even mention it. I don't know why. Well, hey, I mean, the narrative's going to start, dude. Is is. Is he not down for the big game? You know what I mean? Is he, you oh, know, is he not a hard? big game player? Yeah, is he not a big game player? Wow, regular season Mel. If they're going to do it to Trey, you got to do it to Mel. You know what I mean? Playoff P. Playoff P. Yeah, Mel's playoff, playoff P. <laughs> Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. He just disappears on the biggest he shied, stage. Shied away from the bright lights. Do you know who did not shy away from the bright lights? Who's that, Trev? Ed Marinaro, the guy. <laughs> okay. Really well done. The head coach for Blue Mountain State, the fictional show, Blue Mountain State, Ed Marinaro, a.k.a. Uh, Marty Daniels from Blue Mountain State. Yeah. Goes to make the Vikings pick, and he takes over two minutes to make the selection. At the end, the lady, the producer lady, had to come out and like tap him on the shoulder and say, read the card, man. Uh, let's let the people hear that audio. Here's Ed Marinero announcing the Vikings pick finally after a monologue at the NFL draft. This is crazy. We didn't have this many people when I played in the Super Bowl. And you know, I got to tell you, <laughs> finding a Viking purple sport coat is not easy. But I did it, and I hope you appreciate it. You know, the significance of me being here was that 50 years ago, I was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. I, I, know, I know what you're thinking. I look pretty good for my age, but, but it was nothing like this. I was in my little apartment in Ithaca, New York, at Cornell University, and Jim Finks, the general manager, called and told me, congratulations, son. You've been drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. I love it. It's a new and, residency and here honest, in Vegas. They weren't on the top of my list for teams I wanted to be drafted by. Look out. In fact, there was only one team that I wanted to be drafted by less. Oh, my goodness. But I'm not going to mention Green Bay. <laughs> Well, that's some red meat right there. I see those cheese heads over there. Anyway, it was a great experience. Got to play in two Super Bowls. And now, 50 years later, here I am in front of all you folks. This is really exciting for me. So as a ex-former Minnesota Viking and former head coach at Blue Mountain State. <laughs> Come on, we got to have some GOAT fans out there. This is right in Charles' wheelhouse. <laughs> Go GOATs, <laughs> baby. Anyway. Is he going to get to the early? If we, there go. Read I, the, I can't read the card. She wants to read the card. All right. <laughs> Are we in the early years? <laughs> Let's go, Ed. Here we go, Ed. <laughs> he got those, getting the hook. Not, not even any playoff music. Just breathe no. it. 
<laughs> Just read it. <laughs> anyway, with the 42nd pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Minnesota Vikings select defensive back Andrew Booth from Clemson. Okay, probably one of the greatest NFL draft selections of all time. Uh, the guy who gets drafted is just forgotten by the end of that thing. Spencer, that was like two and a half minutes of glory. Ed Marinero forever. Hilarious, dude. And from like a really like buttoned up league, you know what I mean? They, they like to keep everything between the lines. Does not seem like something the NFL would do having that guy up there. You know what I mean? And of well, course, dude, they, they let a bunch of people go up there. Like there was a bunch of celebrities and like they were like international picks. Like I saw Najee Harris for some reason was in Mexico City announcing the Steelers pick at one point. And it's like, well, Najee Harris is from like he, he's from Montgomery, Alabama. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, All I'm think. saying is this is a comedic actor. Like and he took his, you know, he he took his chance <laughs> and he ran with it. It was awesome. Dude, he said, I know we got some Blue Mountain State fans out there. Go, go. <laughs> Huh? Uh, this is really a treat for me. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was talking talking shit about Minnesota. He was like, pretty much the only place I wouldn't want to be drafted more is Green Bay. Oh, uh, like, see all you cheeseheads out there. And and the guys from the guys from Minnesota drinking beer out of the horn as they're talking, dude. The whole thing was beautiful. Yeah, so this is an audio experience podcast, but check that out on YouTube. Like, go watch the video of Ed Marinero making the the Minnesota Vikings draft pick in 2022, dude. A legend, a legend among, dude. I think that nobody. I didn't know that the head coach from Blue Mountain State was an NFL football player. Nobody did. Let alone a legend. Dude, well, I told my dad about it, my old man about it, and he's like. Oh yeah, I think he might have won the Heisman. Actually, he's a great running back. <laughs> and I no go, way. you never heard? No, no. Did he win no. the Heisman? No, no, no. no I no, wish no. we had an intern here. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, can you pull that up? <laughs> uh, do you want to? Wh- where do you want to segue to here? Um. Well, I just. Am I getting the hook after he got the hook? No, no, no. You're not getting the hook. Go ahead, have a take. I don't have any more takes, so I guess I'm giving myself the hook. Yeah, we'll segue. All right, what do you think, Braves or NBA playoffs? Um, NBA playoffs, dude, because my Hawks are out of it, so let's just go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, it's over, bro. Funeral procession. It was a shitty year. It was a shitty series. On to the next one, right? Mm, they went out pretty easily. Can we circle back to Ed real quick? I mean, we need some closure. You know, Okay, go ahead. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. In 1971, he finished runner-up to Pat Sullivan for the Heisman Trophy. And in 1990, Spencer, in 1991, he was elected into the College Football Hall of Fame. (laughs) He still holds over over 16. I don't know how you can have over 16 NCAA records. Why why not just – so is it 17? Yeah, good point. Okay, so he has over 16. He has over, well, it could be any number, I guess, over 16 NCAA NCAA records at Cornell University, bro. From Cornell. Whoa. Smart guy. It's got to be 17, and it's got to be him that wrote that. Over 16. (laughs) How do you have over 16 records? Yeah. I like that. 17 records, over 16. I'm doing that from now on. Uh, okay, get back to the Hawks. How are you going to segue from that to the Hawks? Um, I'll just jump right into it. We suck, dude. We suck. My, Miami made it look super easy, didn't they? Yeah, that was piss poor, dude. And Trey looked like shit. He looked like the worst player on the floor when he was probably the best player on the floor. He couldn't figure it out. Uh, is there anyone dumber in the world than Nate McMillan? Or just, like, not dumber, just, like, more straightforward and simple-minded than Nate McMillan? I don't know. I don't like that take. You're going to blame this on Coach McNate? Nothing changed the entire time. Did you Did you not feel that? Like, <laughs> Okay, that's a fair take. Same thing. That's a fair take. They did the same thing the entire time. And at the very end of the game, when you got to draw up a play, you throw it to the, the, the dead man's corner in Danilo Gallinari. And get, if, they get, if they hit that shot, 
Maybe we're not sitting here talking. You know what I mean? Maybe we're talking completely different. Maybe we're talking about the Hawks in the second round. I don't think so. But maybe. You know what I mean? And you don't even get a shot in the air. you got to blame some of it on Nate McMillan. That was piss poor. I, don't I blame know, some of it on McNate. I blame some of it on Coach McNate. But Trey Young has to wear some of this too, bro. He disappeared. Oh, yes. He disappeared, sure. bro. Devin For Booker's sure. a better player than he is. No, he's not. But okay. okay, so here's the thing. Okay. Miami Miami made it completely obvious that they were not going to let Trey Young beat them off the dribble. They were going to do anything anything else was going to be on the table for the Hawks. And the Hawks had no counter. No counter. They swarmed Trey, they made it as difficult as possible for him. He's already a small guy and he had no outlet. And nobody was capable of creating shots off the dribble. That was it was so immediately obvious what the biggest like in, now there's a blueprint to beat the Hawks, like period. You can you can do it that way, um, and I guess it had been tried in the past, like with Philly and uh, New York, but they didn't have quite the athletes on the perimeter. Um, maybe maybe Philly did that that Miami does, but they definitely didn't have the coach that Miami did. And I mean, they had a perfect game plan for Trey, and I I really I really felt like even going into the series. I felt like the biggest advantage that Miami had over the Hawks was on the sidelines and was the game planning. Um, and dude, just watching those games back, and I've watched all of them more than once. Um, I mean, Miami didn't even bother to play Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry in Game Five. They didn't even bother to play their best players, and they yeah. still like they still sort of like put the Hawks in timeout and just fucking shut them down. Yeah, it was it was brutal, dude. It was it was. Bad. And uh, granted, the Hawks are a young team. They're playing a hardcore, like, veteran team, which is the only way to describe the Heat. I mean, the Heat have some young players, don't get me wrong, but all those bros, some of them are on their second, third contract, you know what I mean, um, with uh, probably the best coach in the NBA. I would say that. Um, so credit to them. But yeah, I, tough listen, look I'm Trey. willing to hear arguments that Eric Spolstra is not the best head coach in the NBA, but – but gunned in my head, like I, I'm going to battle with Spolstra. Like that's he's got to be. I mean, Steve Kerr, maybe Popovich. Yeah. Like people will say Popovich, but miss me with that. Obviously, I think people that listen to this know how we feel about Greg Popovich. So um, from like a from a Spolstra zoomed does out, so much with so little, dude. They just yeah. from a zoomed out like game plan stance. I think Spolstra is far and away the best head coach. Just. He knows how to do a series. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not like they had a bad regular season. It's not like no. they turned it on. They're the one seed all the time. They, yeah. They're always the one. Like they're always at the top of the standings. Yeah. So I, I, I could see some like some other guys like Nick Nurse, uh, like a dark horse there would be Michael Malone. A lot of people like him as an ex's nose guy. Um, but yeah, would you rather have Jay Wright as the coach for the Hawks or Eric Spolstra? Yes, uh, yes, immediately. Yes, Jay Wright's the best coach in the world. Yes, don't even More have to. Eric Spolstra. Yeah, he's the best coach in the world. Period. Who would you trade from the Hawks team for Jay Wright in a fictional world? Or I should I, say this: who who wouldn't you trade? I wouldn't trade Trey. I wouldn't trade John Collins. Ooh, I don't know, dude. I might, I might consider it. And I John Collins for, straight up for Spo. I would do that probably. Dude, we can't send we can't send Kayvon out. Those three because well, he's worth nothing, dude. Well, I mean, no, I'm saying oh, no, dude. Kayvon. Hey, 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 this is a Kevin Herter podcast, dude. No matter what, we it's ride a or die with that Herter podcast. I'm not down for Kevin yeah. though. He sucks. Okay, Kayvon. Yeah, I said Kayvon. Yeah, Kayvon. No, he's untreatable. Yeah. Game he's seven that, hero, Kayvon. He's that yeah. piece, dog. That piece. Probably, probably those three. Anybody else is on the table for a Jay Wright trade. All right, we'll talk uh, more NBA playoffs. But first, John Carr, the number one realtor in the world. John Carr, check him out, 912-228-0916. Call him, text him, so he can tell you more about the real estate market in Savannah. Whether you're buying or selling, you need to call Johnny Carr. That's our guy at Seaport Real Estate, 7505 Waters Avenue, or 912-228-0916. 912-228-0916. Call John today. Uh, he knows the area like the back of his hand. 
And he's basically the undisputed champ over there at Seaport Real Estate in terms of just selling, selling, selling. This guy has been doing it for a while now and has been performing. The back of the baseball card sort of speaks for itself. The stats are there with John. He's been a sponsor of ours for a long time. So support him, check him out today and tell him we sent you. John Carr, Realtor, 912-228-0916. Spencer, of course the Heat get lucky as shit and they're not going to have to face Joel Embiid for at least the first two games, I think, of their series. Uh, the Bucks played incredible, I thought, against the Celtics in game one. Uh, so those are the two series in the East. Do you have any uh, thoughts on either one of those? Uh, on the East, that game last night was kind of weird, right? Did you watch that game? Which one? Um, the Bucks and Celtics. Yeah, I watched it. Dude, kind of a weird, like, bricky game, right? Like, I yeah, it was a crazy weird game. A lot of turnovers. Like, I, I guess felt like Giannis been... didn't really even play that well, and he had a triple double. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he shot well. I thought he played really well on defense, though, like notably well. So, did um, you watch that game? Like, yeah, yeah, I watched it. Okay, watched dude, it. have you ever seen Jalen Brown? Like. What the hell happened to Jalen Brown? Well, dude. Dude, I mean, he was so bad. He was terrible. It's it's clear to me. I, I mean, Jalen Brown was terrible. All, all the Celtics players, but Jason Tatum wasn't much better in my mind. Yeah, you're I right. Mean, you're right. Like, nobody was terribly efficient in the game, um, like, period. Actually, nobody in the NBA was terribly efficient yesterday except maybe Jordan Poole. Um, that was but, a great game. That was a good game. Um, but I guess I should have expected this. Like, they're two, like, really good defensive teams. And Giannis is, like, dude, he's the apex predator on defense. Like, there's really nothing he can't do on that end. Like, he defends the rim just as good as any center. Um, he plays the perimeter just as good as any forward. Um, and whenever they, like, unleash that on, like, a star player – it can kind of neutralize them. So Jalen Brown is, I think he's going to be the most important player in the series, dude. Like I Which think if tells he plays, me that the Bucks are going to win. If that's the case, because that sucks. Yeah. You're right though. Like, but that tells me the Bucks are going to win. Like, if Jalen Brown is the most important player, he, I don't trust him at all to show up. This well, I mean, Chris Middleton's out as well. Well, I know, and they made they still made it look easy. But the Celtics, I, I thought like defensively they were fine, like they weren't like world beaters. But right. they have to get more obviously from their two stars. And dude, they took so many threes because the interior of the Bucks defense is is like I didn't realize you you can't penetrate them, like you can't no. do it. Even when Giannis isn't there, it's Brook Lopez like who somehow has just become like I, he's probably one of the best interior defenders in the league. Somehow, I wouldn't go that far, but dude, he is like lights out in the paint, and they never he foul. Is, he is very, very, very solid. As a team, they just play really good defense, man. Like they scheme well. Um, you can tell Coach Bud is like that's his end. You know what I mean? Um, he really cares about defense as a coach, as he should. Um, I think that's like the one area, the one side of the floor that. A coach can impact more than anything uh, if they put in a good scheme. And I don't know, dude. I think I still take Boston. I really do. Even, okay, maybe not like overall to win the series, but I like the odds on, on Boston. Like if you were to give me, if I was to look up series prices right now, I probably would take Boston. Um, but Milwaukee has the better player, dude. And it's always it's always tough to bet against that. So we'll see, man. How are you feeling as a Boston fan? Like, are you deflated or how, you still think they got a good chance? Um, no, I'm pretty deflated if I'm being honest. Like, I don't think – like, I thought going into it that the Celtics would win the series. And, dude, after the first half, I was, like, really, really skeptical. Like, really skeptical after the first half of game one. And that's pretty rare for me. Um, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the uh, odds – for the series and they really haven't like they haven't changed that much i think it's it's right now celtics are plus 225 so i mean it moved about 75 they lost a home game in the series which sucks but that that game was sort of the celtics reward for not folding down the stretch of the regular season and for sweeping right. the nets 
And so they sort of have that one to play with. If the series goes chalk the rest of the way, then they'll win the series. So I don't know. Like I, Wait, I, if, I still, if it goes chalk the rest of the way, the win? No, I mean, like, I think the Celtics, don't you think that they'll be favored in every home game that they play even after that game? Yeah, but they would have to win at least one road game. Well, they'll have to win. I Well, clearly they have to win at least one. I think they'll be favored in almost every game, though. I don't think so. I, really? I, I think they'll be favored at home and will, or it'll be a coin flip at home and there'll be a dog on the road, if I had to guess, um, especially after game one. We'll see, dude. I mean, actually, with Chris Middleton out, who knows, you know. But uh, Celtics are, dude, they are four-point favorites again, basically. Huh. Weird. I guess I guess that really is because Chris Middleton's out. I don't know, man. Well, and I, uh, at home. I mean, I don't think they're going to lose both home games. I think my I think my favorite series this round is going to be the Golden State and. That was a fun game to watch, dude. That was a fun it was game to really watch. Fun. It was really fun. And a lot of bricks on that side, too. Like, Steph Curry wasn't terribly efficient either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm i looking forward to it. I've got I think, no more dude, I think, yeah, the NBA has a good thing right now. They, they're in a nice little spot here the next couple of weeks. Hell yeah, dude. The this only thing they're going to have to compete with is the NHL playoffs, which <laughs> we won't be breaking down. Do you have a Stanley Cup uh, winner? Do you have a predict- prediction for that? No, dude. Damn it. I wanted to look that up before the podcast because I have no idea who's in it. (laughs) I wanted to look it up before the podcast and me and you just pick a random team like and that's our that's our squad and we don't get to see the seeds either. Oh, so we can't look at the seeds. Well, how do do I look it up? I mean, we can look at the seeds. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm going to look it up right now. Stanley Cup playoffs, dude, coming right around the corner. The Stanley Cup, Cup playoff bracket. Look that up. Okay, 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 okay. Here we go. Uh, Panthers, Capitals, Maple Leafs, Lightning, Hurricanes, Bruins, Rangers, Penguins, Avalanche, Predators, Wild, Blues, Flames, Stars, Oilers, Kings. I'm going to go with the Panthers, Panthers, dude. And I think... I think they play in Florida. Am I correct? They are. They are the Florida Panthers. You're correct. Okay. I'm going with Panthers as my NHL team. They're definitely going to win it, dude. I'll break it down next week. Why? But they're going to win it all. Who you got? Okay, give me, give me, give me. Give me the Kings, dude. I like it. Give me the LA Kings. The three seed. The three seed. They're the Kings. They're going to beat Edmonton. We don't like Canada. We like the Kings. <laughs> Dude, All right, you know, that's our Stanley Cup talk, sponsored by. A, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> did you know the Lightning have won the past two? Oh, really? Yeah, they're on back. To, they're going for a three-peat. I did Who's not know best that. Player? No idea. That's how irrelevant <laughs> that is. That's how right, irrelevant. You want to try to name hockey know. players? There's a, there's a dynasty in the making. We didn't even know about it. They're going for a three-peat this year. We got no idea, and we can't name anybody on the floor. I am going to be a hockey guy, though, dude. Watch me. All right. Do you want to try to name hockey players? I got Patrick Kane. I got. Okay. Okay. Uh, my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. Um, Alex Ovechkin. Good. Sidney Crosby. Oh, that was my pick. Um, is there a goalie called Martin Brodeur? Is he still alive? I don't know. <laughs> I got another one, though. Oh, you got more? Yeah. Brad Marchand. What? You're going to win. Yeah, that's it. That's all the hockey players I got. I think I got a couple more too, but let's continue. This isn't a fun game. No, yeah, and plus you're going to win, so we got to get out of this immediately. <laughs> who do you like Who do you like in the Philly and Miami series before we wrap on the Miami? I like Miami. Miami? I like I Miami. I, like my, I think I like Miami too, man, I mean, especially without JoJo. It, uh, let's, let me ask you this, assuming health. So if, if the Sixers can take one, over the next couple of days or so. If they can steal one, who do you like? Well, dude, without Joel Embiid, I don't see a chance of him winning. The, he's supposed to come back in game three. But is he going to be like bat- – is he going to have like the Rip Hamilton mask? Yeah, he's going to wear the mask. He's going to do the whole okay, thing. Okay, 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 okay. If he comes back, 
and they're not down 2-0 and he's wearing a mask, they win that series hands down. If he's wearing a mask, they're going to win that series hands down. Unless Jimmy Butler or somebody can come out and they can break their nose as well and also wear a mask, <laughs> even it up, then I like Philly in that I like, series. I like that take. From a serious like, basketball analyst standpoint, Joel Embiid was playing like close to the best player in the world before he went out. Um, he just looked unstoppable. Um, I think if he comes back and the series is tied or not like completely over with, I'll go 76ers. If not, I'm going Miami. Okay, hedging your bets. What else is new from Spencer Maddox? Hey, yes, Martin, Brodeur, Martin Brodeur retired in 2015. Oh, you were close, though. He was a player was at one a- point in time, though. Um, hey, Spencer, the Braves are 10 and 13. They went 3 and 3 last week. Do you have any yeah. takes? Uh, just lost a series to the Rangers. Uh, apparently, that was like the first time they could have won a series against the Rangers since like 2014. It's like eight years. Uh, you know what great. it is? You know what it is? They're cursed from the Mark Teixeira trade, from when they traded Elvis Andrews and Natalie Feliz for Whoa. Mark Teixeira. Yeah, that's what it is, dude. That's a good point. I haven't thought about that trade in years. Now think about that for a second, dude. Let that yeah, seep that in. Was, that was such a bad trade. It was a rental. Oh, Big so thing. bad, dude. For like an all-time closer and, and a 12-year starting shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> Damn yeah. it. And everybody loved the trade when it happened. It was just like all flowers, and they got nothing out of it. Oh, I'll never forget it, bro. They showed him. They were playing a game when he got to the stadium, but they were already playing, and they showed it on the big screen in the stadium, like him walking in in the tunnel with his bags and his luggage. He came to Atlanta, hit like 260, and then dipped for Baltimore. Nightmare. Didn't he he go to New York after that? No, I I thought he went to Washington or Baltimore, but I guess he did go to the Yankees. Yeah, he went to the Yankees. What a that dude. was a bad trade. That makes it even worse, dude. Did Did you like what Eddie Rosario did by blaming it on his eyes and just getting a vacation in the middle of the season? I do like that, dude. I, that's something I would do. Got to get it figured out, Eddie. Um, I'm still, dude. I'm still a Rosario guy. And if I was slumping that bad, you're damn right. I would blame it on my eyes, and I would be like, I need Lasix right now. But you do it right. in a subtle way. You just start squinting all the time, but you don't bring – you're like, no, I'll fight through it. I can play through it. <laughs> you kind of make them take your – they had to drag him off the field, bro, by his eyeball, by his eyelid. Yeah. Apparently there was like a hole in his eye or something. That's what they're saying. I don't know. Remember when this happened to Brian McCann and then like yeah. the rest of his career, he would do that like weird like twitch thing right before he swung? Do you remember that? Yeah. It's got to be somewhat psychological, right? I don't like, there's know. no way. Yeah. You don't just but run like, into people that have like holes in their eyes, bro. Or like, how long has it been like that? Like, it just happened in the off season because he, he was the greatest player on planet Earth last October. Yeah, I don't understand. It was, don't, it was like four months ago. I mean, something has clearly changed. So whatever he's got to do to get off the field, get right, and then come back, do it. I don't care if the eye thing's real. I don't care if there's like some kind of you know like he got broken up with or something. I don't care. Something happened. That that much I know. You don't just forget how to play baseball. So go f- get it figured out, Eddie. Come back to us. We need your like 30 plus home runs or so, you know, especially if my bet's going to hit. So please come back. I'd Do you know the Braves the, the Braves were leading baseball on home runs hit? Yes, and they're still not on pace to break the record. I mean, nobody Dude, have you have you looked into this? The uh the the baseballs? Like how they're not going anywhere? Yeah, dude, it's because they heard you make that bet. Like, they heard you yeah. say that, and they were like, well, we're going to put an end to that. How much bullshit is that? And the Braves are still leading, the, or they were, leading the MLB in home runs. First off. Now, see, if you had that kind of info or had that kind of intel beforehand, you would not, I don't think you would have said that. They're, they no. said the balls are moist, more moist, which I thought was excellent, <laughs> which I thought was great. They're using humidifiers in the stadiums, which I hate. In order I'm, to moisten the balls. Yeah, real moist. So the balls are – there's moist balls. Yes, moist okay. balls. Okay. Now they're all on the same page about that. Okay. Uh, like apparently guys are saying like like they have it broken down. Like if with a certain launch angle and a certain exit velocity, most of these balls are supposed to be leaving and they're like some of them aren't even making it to the warning track. So like having to adjust how they swing like mid season, and 
I uh, I think it was Barstool just shared a stat. It was like two teams in the entire MLB have a winning record against the over. So two teams have the overs hit on their total points scored or their total runs scored. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's a nice betting stat there. Yeah, you're welcome for that. Also, what I want to see in baseball is, you know, less run scored, less fun. I want to see less fun. You know, that's another thing, too, is like I thought we were trying to have more home. I thought that was the whole goal of modifying the game and like modernizing the game was that we are looking for more runs. When did it, when did it become the opposite? I think the like, team is are baseball. Like, you know what I heard though is that baseball. <laughs> this is a real thing that I' pretty sure is true. Um, so as you can tell, I'm not very confident in it. But I'm pretty. You sure. heard it here first, folks. <laughs> a real thing, Trev is pretty sure it's true. <laughs> okay, so this could be true. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I heard that they had more excess baseballs from last season. And that they're using those until they run out of those before they break out the 22 base, 2022 no baseball. shot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I came into that take, and that was going to be a real take. And then as it, as it came through my head, like as it came through the take machine, I started realizing this sounds crazy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an old restaurant I used to work at that would like use yesterday's bread to like <laughs> – Help their margins. No shot, dude. We're talking about a billion dollar like conglomerate. No way. What was the name of the restaurant? Um, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, I don't even like that place. Chart House. Yeah, yeah. Damn. All the time. Yesterday's bread. Yeah, all the time, dude. Wow. Check out the Chart House. No free ads. Yeah. Fuck them. Um. All right. Well, I got some local news for you before we head off. Hit me with it. Russ Damasi uh, just is accepting, according to Andrew Goldstein of WSAV, accepting the offensive coordinator job at Calvary Day, which is crazy to me that they get Russell Damasi to come coach an offense that's going to be loaded. Like People don't keep up with high school football in this area. A lot of people don't, especially the way I do. But I can just say this, that Calvary will be probably a consensus preseason number one team in the state based off the talent they have on the field. And now that they get like a collegiate offensive coordinator to come call plays for them, it's basically the rich get richer. So that's, that, I thought that was pretty surprising that, that is, Russ stayed in Savannah at the high school level. Is Russ going to be the best coach in the city? Like immediately? Are you, are you able to make that call? No, dude, I can't like make that call. I mean, dude, there are good football coaches in Savannah for sure. Especially at the premier play. I mean, Danny Britt's got to be the number one high school football coach in the area, obviously. He's the program builder. I mean, I mean, like program coming from the college ranks, he's going to call plays. I mean, obviously, the game's different. You got to think Russ would be like the one of the best X's and O's guys. He's like a career guy. You know what I mean? Well, you know what he made his mark at? Like at Savannah State, he became known as one of the best recruiters in the Southeast. And right. honestly. Honestly, in today's high school football world in Savannah, he can put those recruiting tools to good use. Immediately. Because you can definitely recruit kids to Calvary like they have been for a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, country, hold on. They do it at Country Day too, don't they? No, 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 no. Not at Country Day, pal. We don't oh, they do that kind sure of stuff. do it at Country Day. No, guy, 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 guy. We don't do that kind of stuff. You know who they, they signed? They did it to you. But they that did it to you. Guy, guy, I wasn't – they weren't recruiting me for sports. They were recruiting me for being a, a classroom-type guy. Right. right. Yeah, dude. Academic, you, dude. That's, wow. That's why they got you. 5.3 points per game in 2010. That was an honorable yeah. mention all region. Brilliant. So they were bad recruiters. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> they were, dude. Do you well, know who got – I told you this before. The scholarship that I got to go to Country Day – when I left Country Day, they had to give it to somebody else, obviously, right? And the guy that they gave it to was Demetrius Robertson, <laughs> who was a five-star receiver that ended up transferring to Savannah Christian. But he was a five-star athlete who actually got undrafted, signed by the Seahawks this past week. So they went from Trav on 5.3 points per game, no big deal, 
to, to a five-star wide receiver. They were like, listen, the last guy just used and abused us. We got nothing out of him. We got 5.3 points per game out of him. We got to make sure this next guy is going to be elite. Well, dude, you laid the foundation. That's what you got to say. You laid oh, the foundation. That's that's good. I like that. Yeah, you did the the legwork. You know what I mean. The unsung Pro- the unsung stuff. You know what I mean. That's that's you laying the stones to the program. Yeah. Hey, how do they yeah. find you on Twitter? Find me on Twitter at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. Trav, how do they find you? At Jadon Sports for me. Um, at Podcast Grits for the show. The Hot Grits on Instagram. Uh, rate, subscribe, follow. Rate, subscribe, follow. Until episode 114, stay safe. Wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace. Commercial and residential electrical services that you can trust. Braddy Electric is Savannah's number one electrical services for commercial and residentials since 1970. It's family owned and family operated. Reach them today at 912-233-1561 or 1104 East 35th Street. Braddy Electric, that's two D's, B-R-A-D-D-Y. Five stars on Yelp, five stars on Google reviews, and Savannah's number one electrical servicer since 1970. Call them today, 912-233-1561. Savannah's premier indoor baseball training facility, SBPA is owned and operated by Ross Howard, And together with instructors who have played college and professional baseball, Ross and SBPA offer customized instruction year-round for baseball and softball players, full-length batting cages, pitching mounds, and a state-of-the-art technology to measure improvement are just a few of the highlights over at the Academy. Call Ross at 912-484-5282 and visit the Savannah Baseball Performance Academy on Facebook for programs, teams, camps, and more information about how to take advantage of this great venue. Savannah's only year-round indoor baseball facility, Ross Howard, our guy. Give him a call, 912-484-5282.